Hello and welcome to the Plus Size Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Leitz, a plus size fashion stylist and influencer. This podcast is here to celebrate plus size women and to talk literally about everything from fashion to love to spirituality and so much more. Whether you are a fellow plus size woman or just someone who appreciates big personalities and authentic stories, you will love the Plus Size Experience Podcast. If you think your life will magically change once you have lost your weight and you fit into size zero, I must disappoint you because here comes my life story from being a size zero to becoming a plus size woman. In this episode, I'm talking about being a teenager in the 2000s, how I developed body dysmorphia, how I starved myself out to be a size zero and later gained so much weight until I became a plus size woman. So this episode will be heavy. It's also the introduction to myself for everybody who doesn't really know me. Um, but yeah, if you have, yeah, let's say any kind of problems and if this is gonna be too heavy for you, then please go to the next uh, podcast episode. Um, it's I'm telling you, it's gonna be really heavy, but I'm here to speak just the truth, to speak about my life, to inspire you and to show you that you are not alone because body dysmorphia is real and also yeah being a teenager in the 2000s I think a lot of women have the same problems as I used to have and probably sometimes still have so uh, when I was growing up in the 2000s you know with all these really skinny models with Kate Moss like Kate Moss she was my idol then we had like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie you know the TV was full of yeah size zero and when you were a teenager and I was think I think I was like 12 or something 11 yeah 11 12 um and you see only that on tv you think that's normal you think everybody has to look that way and you also think only because tv is showing these kind of women that everybody else is wrong and that really got into my mind like really also not really having supporting parents was the next thing so growing up in the 2000s i really tried not to eat so much um i also got into poverty like really really early seriously i got my period when i was 10 and you have to imagine that's also when my complete body changed so i was a child and my body started to change um it was really hard i needed a bra and all these things you have to imagine that and back then i think it's probably still more or less the problem but back then uh if your boobs started to grow there was like no yeah let's say child approved bra it's like very adult and you have all these lace and kind of stuff on that was like really really strange for me i did not understand that but i also didn't really have the support of my parents and i think they were also very overwhelmed with that situation um yeah so when my body started to change i was thinking like i am wrong and something is wrong with me um i saw like kate moss and paris hilton and they were also skinny and um my hips got bra yeah brother and as I said, my boobs started to grow and that was not really like Paris Hilton or Kate Moss were looking like. So seriously, something was absolutely wrong with me, I thought. And then I was figuring out how to get skinny. Like, <laughs> what's, what is the magical thing and how do I get that? So I was really like, when I became like 13, 
I started literally not to eat sometimes. Like I had sometimes two or three days when I was maybe eating one apple. So very unhealthy, especially if you're in poverty. Like, I mean, it's always unhealthy, but then you really, really need nutrition and you need the vitamins and you're growing and your body's growing. So really fucked up situation. Um, but sometimes if I had a really good day and I was like, oh, wow, I'm really like eating something. Um, and I went into the kitchen like I will never forget that situation I went into the kitchen and I prepared a little plate of some f yeah food I cannot even remember what it was but I wait yeah I came out of the kitchen and my dad told me I should stop eating so much because I will get fat so I can imagine that I am not alone on this planet and a lot of other women out there had similar situations but that was stuff that really got into my head so yeah, um, my daily life was basically not eating so much. Um, I would not even say that I tried to do sports that much. It was just like the eating part. And the thing is, I really developed body dysmorphia. I was still looking in the mirror, but I didn't see that skinny girl that I was. I was really seeing a monster. I thought I am a monster. And sometimes when I went, for example, to go... Um, to the pool with some friends, you know, wearing a bikini and that I never wore a bikini because I didn't felt comfortable in my body. And you have to imagine I was 14 and I was really, really skinny and I was sitting there and I was always covering, you know, my body and I was trying to hide and I was not even eating much then and I was completely skinny. So when I was sitting at the pool and my friends got some fries, I also didn't eat fries because I was thinking I'm fat and I cannot eat fries um, or anything else in front of other people because they will judge me, they will judge me. I'm eating and they will judge my body. And you know, all these crazy things were in my head. Um, yeah, it, it was a really bad situation. I also have to say, um, during the whole time when I was skinny, I never saw my body as being skinny. I always thought, I had the body that I have right now. So go on Instagram, check out my body. Um, this is what I was thinking uh, I'm looking like when I was 13 and I did not. Well, um, what happened then? Mm, I... You know, I, I I had some fashion, like I always loved fashion. I always loved to dress myself, but I never dressed for the body that I have. So back then I was very skinny. I was in the size zero, but I still had a hourglass figure because um, of my breasts and of because of my hips. But I had an extremely narrow waistline and I was still trying to hide my body. You know, with clothes, I wore boxy and oversized fits all of the time because yeah, I didn't feel so comfortable. I was really thinking I'm fat and now I'm fat and now I don't care. Uh, but back then it was really, really hard. What happened later? Um, when I was 18, I moved out of, yeah, of my parents' home and I was living alone. Um, money was extremely tight. Like I had literally almost no money. I did a training ship and I had like, I don't know, 700 bucks per month or less. And I had to pay the apartment. I had to pay for food. I had to pay for, you know, going to work and all of that stuff. Um, it was very hard. So what happened then? Um, I was still kind of in the body dysmorphia thing and still um, not really sure what all of that actually means. And I was not even aware of that. But what happened then was actually not really only body dysmorphia. It also happened that I had no money for food. I really had no money for food. I was so poor that at the last two weeks of the month or the last week um, I, I had no food at home I maybe had some rice and spinach and that's it 
um, gladly at work, we always had fruit. So we had our, yeah, we had a farmer that was coming like three times a week, I think, and brought fresh fruits for us that our, um, yeah, employer paid. And that was actually what I was eating. It was really not good for me. But um, I had my dignity and I had my freedom. That was like the most important part for me. Um, I did need to be free. I need to be for myself. I need to be alone and I needed to make my own life decisions. So that was way more worth to me than anything else. Um, make a long story short, what was happening later? Like when I was 20, I was moving here to Frankfurt where I live in Germany. And um, I was moving together with my, yeah, back then boyfriend. And a really strange thing happened. So in Germany, you always have to buy a kitchen um, if you are moving into a new, um, yeah, into a new apartment. Um, yeah, the people who formerly were living in that apartment, um, we had an arrangement, and I, I wanted to buy their kitchen, which they agreed to. So that's easy. It's so much easier because also for the people, they don't have to move the kitchen out, and you know. If you're buying a kitchen, it's exactly for the size of that room. So we had that agreement. And a week before I wanted to move into that apartment, um, I was texting the, the former owner. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. We just took the kitchen with us. And you have to imagine it's probably everywhere the same. But if you're buying a new kitchen, it takes like two or three months until it's delivered. And, you know, um, then I was living in a new apartment in a new city where I didn't really know anyone and I did not have had a kitchen. It was really terrible because uh, what happened then is I went out eating every day, which I was not used to because when I was living in my old city and I only had the training ship, I didn't have money. So I was actually not really in, in restaurants. I was not used to that. So back then uh, when I started, yeah, I had to go out eating every day. I yeah, I started eating stuff I never really had before. So pizza, fries, like really fatty stuff, then Thai. Okay, Thai is not that fatty food, but if you're not used to that and if your body's also not used to that to all of that calories, you gain weight very fast. Mm, and But at the very beginning, I really enjoyed that. And I was never really ordering a salad because, you know, can make a salad at home, <laughs> even if you're not having really a kitchen. Um, so what happened then? I think when I moved to Frankfurt, I was probably like 50 kilograms and then I gained 50 kilograms. So I was probably in one point after a year or 100 kilograms and I still didn't really figure the whole thing out. Uh, I don't know if you know the movie Bridget Jones when she's like looking into the mirror and she thinks she's super skinny. I had developed I don't know how a reversed kind of body dysmorphia then I was looking to the mirror and I really thought I'm still skinny um the only thing that really was bothering me was that my clothes did not fit and it was like almost every month I had to buy new clothes because it was one size bigger and one size bigger and then I gained more and more and more and more weight it was crazy mm, after a while I was actually figuring out that I am gaining weight and that was really hard. But I still didn't really see myself in that way that I had. I was still thinking, I'm skinny. It's so crazy. I cannot even tell you what happened there. But yeah, that's what happened. Um, after a while, I saw some 
holiday pictures of myself in a actually bikini. So I started wearing bikinis, you have to imagine that. Uh, when I was a size zero, I did not really think uh, ever about buying a bikini. And then I'm such a plus size woman. And wow, I'm rocking those bikinis suddenly, not being even aware that I am a plus size woman now. Well, I saw these really, yeah, <laughs> holiday vacation pictures in the Caribbean uh, of myself. And that's like when I noticed... I got fat. I got that woman that I always thought I am. That's suddenly me. And how did that happen? Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, at the very beginning, it was very hard for me to accept the size. It was very hard for me to find clothes. Like um, when I was the size U and then I was size M and L and XL, that was still possible. But after that it was really, really hard for me to find any clothes. And also I have to say, I didn't have a huge budget. Like um, I was 20, 21 and I had to buy clothes all the time. Um, but there was also no really a shop here in my city where I could go. So the only place I was actually able to buy myself stuff was Primark. So I was all the time at Primark because I needed new clothes and they were the only shop that really catered to plus size women. That's crazy. So I bought a lot of fast fashion. Uh, I had no other choice anyway. Also budget wise, I didn't have another choice. Uh, yeah, so the first, I would say, two years of being a plus size woman was super hard for me. I didn't understand what happened with my body. I kind of understood what was going on. Uh, but at the very first time, it was so hard to really accept myself. But it was not as hard as being size zero, to be honest. Of course, sometimes I was looking... I'm not really into the mirror because I still uh, saw more skinnier woman than I was actually. But when I saw like pictures, I was thinking like, oh my goodness, free really is coming here. That's really what I thought. Um, but yeah, I actually really have to admit when I was a size zero, I had so much self-hate for myself. Um, I was judging myself extremely like I went into a shop and I saw a woman that maybe had even a bigger size than me which I didn't really see and I was thinking why can she wear these beautiful clothes and I can't like what's going on here and then I turned the TV on and then we had here Paris Hilton and Kate Moss and all of them again I was thinking like what is wrong with me so I always thought there is something wrong with me but I did not understand that there's something wrong with our society and I did not understand that there's something wrong with the media to really showcasing just these kind of women which is completely unreal because most women don't look like that um yeah and also you know the media in my opinion also has kind of like responsibility they have responsibility also for the youth um which they don't really care about yeah so it was really really a tough time being a size zero and i can really promise you i have so many women always reaching out to me because i'm a fashion stylist especially for plus size women and they're like hey I really want to work with you I really want to change something about my wardrobe but I have to wait until I lost weight and I can tell you two things waiting until you lost weight let's be real to yourself will you really lose weight and is that really what you want like that's the next thing do you really want to lose weight it's not honestly it is not about losing weight it is about it's hard to say it's not really about making that commitment and also not really be ready to make a change and you are not ready to make a change because you're not believing in yourself you're not believing that you are actually able to make that change happen 
um, which is really sad. But I know a lot of women are not there yet. They're not there yet to believe in themselves. And that's, a, yeah, it's a long path. It's not happening tomorrow. It's also not happening next week. But there are some little things I will talk about in the next episodes, what you can actually do to improve, uh, to believe in yourself and to love yourself. Because um, I really, really want to share that with you. I have such a huge knowledge um, that I want to share because um, I want to make you happy. I don't want you to feel left out. I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to be sad because that's what I have been for so many years and nobody ever should feel that way. So yeah, um, yeah. when I was that size zero woman, there was so much going on in my life that was not really okay, um, which I will probably tell you another podcast stories, um, episodes. Yeah, so... I had so many problems actually and I took most of those problems with me when I became a plus size woman. So make that change in your head. You are a plus size woman now and you will take the actual problems that you have also with you if you become skinnier. It's not, honestly I'm telling you, it's not because you are now not skinny or not in a size zero or size whatever it has other like there's other things going on with you and with me and with the society so actually I started really to love myself when I became a plus size woman of course as I said the first one or two years were really really hard I had to accept a lot of yeah of myself I had to be confident enough to eat in public because that also took some time um, but I made it, like I made it through and now I'm such a happy woman. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm so much happier now because I just started to accept myself. I started to love myself for who I am and I started to live my dreams and live the life that I really want to live and who I and embracing myself, just embrace my personality. I have a very bold and loud personality and I was playing small for so many years and I just at one point stopped doing that. I I still sometimes have to stop being a people pleaser. I think a lot of people have the same problem. Um, but yeah, it got like I changed. I changed a lot. And you can do that too. It's just you have to think about what you really want in life. You have to think about who do you want to be and who, what kind of woman do you want to be. So sometimes you have a fantasy in life, but that doesn't really need to be a desire. They're like two pair of shoes. You know what I mean? Mm, and it's the same like with being skinny. That's a desire for a lot of people. No, sorry, it's not a desire. That's actually a fantasy for a lot of people, but it's not your desire. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, a little insight of my life. I'm promising you the next podcast episode is going to be really, really interesting. But I also want to hear about you. So what do you think about that podcast? Should I continue? What are you feeling about this? But also, what do you think about all the topics about becoming plus, being a plus size woman, all the experience, but also, yeah, like butter dysmorphia, um, going shopping as a plus size woman. I want to hear all of that. So if you like that episode, please let me know. Give me your feedback. And yeah, so also go on Instagram and tag me. That would be so great. I would love to see that or just reach out to me and yeah, write me a message. So 
I'm wrapping this all up. I didn't want the first podcast episode to be that long. Um, and also, you will see, there's more to come. And I can't wait to share my story with you. So I'm sending you a lot of love. See you at the next episode. Goodbye.